Good morning, I hope you're doing okay today. Now I don't know if you've planted out any seeds this year, but about 10 days ago I decided to plant some courgette seeds. Now it says on the packet that they take 7 to 14 days to germinate. After about 5 days I was getting a bit worried, I couldn't see any signs of life. But sure enough, two days later, and some green shoots started to emerge. And now I'm 10 days in, and I've got a few little plants growing. Now, I had to have faith that those seeds that I planted would start to become a plant. And, and I still have faith that they will bear fruit. Faith is having hope for the things that we cannot see, but we know will happen. And God gives us words in our lives a little bit like these courgette seeds that we can plant into our hearts and have faith that he will make them grow and make them bear fruit. And this morning we're going to be thinking a little bit about the power that there is when we have faith in the word of God. Now, I don't know what words God's been speaking to you. Maybe you've had prophetic words over your life, or maybe he speaks to you each day and you, you feel him telling you to do various different things. I know for me, recently, over COVID, where things have moved so quickly, I found that God is asking me to do things and I need to respond more quickly than I have done before. In the past, I've had prophetic words where people have spoken words of encouragement over me that have been things that I've held on to when times have been hard. These prophetic personal words are sometimes described in the Bible as rema words. They're instant words, words for now. That can be God's word. But God's word to us is also the Bible, the long-standing word of God, which the Bible describes as logos, which means that it's true for everybody all the time. We always know that God has sent a rescuer called Jesus to rescue us, to bring us close to God so that we know him. We always know that we are children of God, that we are wonderfully made. This is the long-standing word of God that is true for all of us. But you know, Jesus is also the word of God. The same word is used for the scriptures as is used for Jesus, which is Logos. Let's read in 1 John what it says. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness can never extinguish it. He came into the world he created. But the world didn't recognise him. He came to his own people. And even they rejected him. But to all who believe him and accepted him. He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. 
And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Jesus is the revelation of God's thoughts and words that we read in the Bible. He is the very being of God's word. So we can put our faith in Jesus. We can put our faith in the Bible and we can put our faith in the prophetic words that we may be given when they are in alignment with the word of God, with the Bible. This morning, we're going to look at two characters who did that, who put their faith in the word of God. First of all, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the Roman officer who we heard about in the children's story. Now, this scripture is found in Matthew 8, verse 5, which I'm going to read to us now. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralysed and in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Then Jesus heard this, and he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I have not seen faith like this in all of Israel. I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believe it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Now, in the children's story, it said it was his son. We don't know exactly, but it was somebody that was important to the Roman officer. Now, this is a great example that Jesus is trying to draw out. It's almost like Jesus is saying, hey, followers, this is the kind of faith that I am talking about. Now, my children go to swimming lessons and often the teacher will stand at the side and instruct them and then they will do the stroke. And sometimes if a child's done particularly well, the teacher will say, hey, all the other children sit on the side and watch. Watch this child do that stroke. And it's like Jesus is, is taking hold of this moment and saying, hey, look at this amazing faith. This is an amazing example. So why is it amazing? Well, first of all, he has complete trust in the spoken word of God, in that instant ream word of go, your servant is healed. He says, just say the word and he'll be healed. He knows that's all it takes. And it's amazing to have heard today in Graham's testimony that that's still the case. That when we pray, Jesus has power to heal people at that very moment. So he has trust in the spoken word. He also has trust in the person of Jesus. He knows his authority. He knows that when he says something, things will change and things will be made different. It's amazing to see this because 
as a Roman officer, he should have been excluded from the healing power of God. He was not a Jew, he was a Gentile. He wasn't the right race. But as Jesus says, people will come from all over the world and be accepted into the kingdom because of their faith. Jesus is using this man as an example. You don't need to be the right race. You don't need to be the right kind of person. You just need to have faith in Jesus and accept what his authority in your life. What a great example. Now the second example that we're going to look at is one that Theo looked at last week and that's of the bleeding women. So we're just going to dive straight into Matthew 9 uh, verse 20. Just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged, your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. Now, as Theo explained last week, if you had been bleeding, if you're a woman on your period, then you were classed as unclean. That meant that you couldn't be near your family, you couldn't be near your community, you couldn't go to the temple, you were unclean, and anything that you touched was unclean. So how amazing that she used touch to be healed. She reached out and she had faith to touch Jesus and in an instant she was healed. She must have believed something in the person of who Jesus was in the word of God to know that just that touch would do something. But what's also I find amazing is that she didn't make Jesus unclean by touching him, not like she would have done other people. No, Jesus is so powerful that he makes us clean. He doesn't become unclean himself, but he has the power to reverse that, to make all of us clean. That is who he is. But there's also something special about where she touched. Now, in some translations, it says she touched the hem or the tassel of his robe. And in the Old Testament, they were, people were commanded to wear tassels on their robe because that showed that they knew the commands of the law. So Jesus walks in here knowing the commands of the Old Testament. And yet she is reaching through and doing something that almost seems against the Old Testament. But it's so powerful because Jesus hasn't come to abolish what was. He's come to fulfill it. And in this moment of touch, I wonder, does she know what she's doing? That she's got faith in this fulfillment of the word of God? I don't know, I can only suppose. But she has faith in the power of Jesus. She has faith in the word of God, in the person of Jesus. I love these two examples because both of these people should have been pushed apart, left apart, but no, not for Jesus. He says that those people who put the words of God into practice, they are the ones who will bring in his kingdom.
So how do we respond to these two stories of great faith? Well, I think there's three things that we could possibly do. First of all, perhaps it's the first time that you've heard that God's long-standing word is that you can know him, that Jesus came to rescue you, that Jesus came to make you clean, and you need to plant that word in your heart. You need to have faith that that is true. We would love to pray for you this morning if it's the first time that you want to say yes to Jesus. Secondly, perhaps there's words that God's been speaking over your life. Perhaps they're years old or perhaps they're recent. Things that God's asking you to do that you need to say, yes, I'm going to go and do that. We want to pray for those things that you'd have faith to plant those words in your heart and say yes to them. And finally, I don't want to let this opportunity go. Jesus stops that woman in a crowd. He could have just carried on walking, but he doesn't. Jesus had a heart for that woman and for her illness. And I really believe that God has a heart for, for women who have fertility issues, for women that have issues with bleeding, for endometriosis. I believe that God's heart is for you and God wants his kingdom to reign in you. And so we would love to pray for you this morning. And if there's something particular you'd like prayer for in that area, please do email me. My email is florah at newcommunity.org.uk. We're going to spend a few moments in response now. We want to plant those seeds, those words in our heart and have faith like the Roman officer and the bleeding woman. Father, I thank you for your words that you have given us through the Bible. Jesus, I thank you that you are the living reality of the word of God. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you live in us and you speak to us today. I pray for the people who want to trust in you for the first time. I pray that the truth of your word would be planted in their hearts, that they would know that you accept them, love them and have the power to forgive them. I pray for people who need to know what you say about them. I pray they would know that they are chosen, they are a child of God and are wonderfully made by you. I pray for people who need to have faith in the words that you are speaking. I pray for bold yeses to your voice this week. Jesus, I thank you for your heart for women. I pray for any women, woman who is suffering today. I pray their bodies would come into alignment with your kingdom. I speak to infertility and say wombs open in the name of Jesus. I pray for life. I thank you for the power of your word. I pray we would each have faith to plant in our life your words. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>